You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carlos Stevings, Matt Smith and Neville Bounds. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 275 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me this week again, not stressed out at all by anything technical, <laughs> it's Matt Smith. Well, you know me, I like to leave things till the very last nanosecond. I know, you've done well though. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I have to say, he's done very well this week because Matt has um, been working relentlessly over the last few days, or over the last weekend I should say. And uh, with the help of Lee, who very mentioned much Lee, so. yes, and yeah, Lee, they've uh, painted the actually painted the green screen. This is actual paint. Look, look. Yes. There's no look at that. No look. shimmering. Yeah, he know. says explaining something that's on an audio-based yeah, podcast. But anyway, yeah. Turn this prop here. We grab it. Yeah, yeah. Stop it. And uh, yeah. yeah, Matt has uh, <laughs> had a real good uh, sort out here with Lee in the uh, studio. Mm. And also for those of you watching in the world of YouTube, we are um, using brand new full HD cameras yes indeed Matt. hopefully uh hopefully in the next couple of weeks uh, i've got to do some tests on my bandwidth at the moment uh, but hopefully next week we will be having a little bit of a step up in the uh, nice, in the streaming quality as well but anyway the images are much sharper i'm delighted to say I, they are. but uh, yes <laughs> but we have got some absolutely fantastic news for you all this week and that's because he's back and well, we have missed this guy Where immensely. Have you been? Immensely, left me alone with him for far Everyone too long. Everyone has missed him. <laughs> He's uh, our awesome other co-host on the show. So welcome back. Neville Bounds. Neville. Yes, hello everybody. I am back, and uh, yes, I was just uh, resting for for a couple of weeks. I think would be the best. Never way ever leave me again, <laughs> ever. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, really great to be back on this rather sweltering evening. It's quite We've got some uh, some big temperatures forecast for tomorrow too. I think they're talking about thirty two, thirty three degrees. Um, here. What? That's uh, not quite as bad as in. Uh, the south of France. Well, no, no, forty-five degrees. But uh, yeah, yes, I, I was watching that on the news today. I couldn't get over that. It's, that, that I, know. I mean, that, that silly temperatures, isn't it? It's, yeah. I don't know what's going on there. They have had some yeah. crazy, yeah. crazy temperatures. Absolutely. Apologies uh, this week from Armando, but he has got a incredibly well good excuse for not being on the show this week, and that's because Armando is uh, currently on honeymoon. Oh, so uh, oh dear, yes. <laughs> Okay. And uh, I, I'm sure he's enjoying himself. But anyway, we won't say anything else along those lines. Have a great happy honeymoon, honeymoon, guys. Happy honeymoon to the... Lo- yeah, oh, yes, happy honeymoon. Absolutely. Okay, that's slightly awkward. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but we have got uh, some people who have joined us in the YouTube chat room this evening. So uh, we're going to say a big Oh, we are hello. live then, are we? We are live, oh, good, yeah. Right. We are live. Okay. So uh, welcome to... Uh, we've got Auntie Liz. Liz is in the uh, chat room. Hamish T. Haggis is in the chat room as well. Andrew Wilson is in the chat room. Stephen Ivey, hello to you, Stephen. Heard, uh, actually heard Stephen Ivey on, um, on APG this week. Ah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, uh, he and I were having a discussion, because I, I was at Thorpe Park this week, he and I were having a discussion. Uh, on Thorpe Park? Uh, uh, no, not about that, but like, apparently I should have uh, gone on one or two of the rides. Um, oh, no. And I'm afraid I, I, I wimped out. Uh, that's, that's the long <laughs> and the short of it. I was a big wetty. Shocking, I know. Big hello to Neil Lanwarn as well, who's in the chat room. Tanya W. Hello, Tanya. Hope you're well. Um, I haven't seen you in for a while, Tanya. Nice to see you. Actually, Auntie Liz says it's 30 degrees C there now, where she is. Wow. Okay. Mm. That's mm. that's quite it's unusual for, for, for Can- Canada, isn't it? Well, uh, Sue and I will be visiting <gasps> on Wednesday of next week. So oh, oh no. 
the weather has been teed up nicely. Oh, so, does that mean you're going to be missing again next week? There is that. Yes, I did forget to mention that. <laughs> I will not be available for next week's show due to uh, circumstances. Being, being in another part of the oh, world, that, yes. That might be an issue then. <laughs> Why? You're not available <laughs> next I'm week, are they? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> right, okay. We may have to uh, uh, right, move the okay, day. Well, uh, if anybody um, would like to volunteer to help me on my own next week, uh, perhaps you could <laughs> drop us a line. Matt at plaintalkinguk.com. Seriously, I'll consider anyone right now. We'll Matt <laughs> at plaintalking. If, if your dog is chatty, fine, bring him on. <laughs> yeah, they can chat with uh, with Alfie. Right. I'm sure they'd have a whale. Okay, of a time. so so I've got to look for lots of super subs then. Hopefully, I'll have a Mondo. How long's our Mondo away for? I don't. He's right. Good. Oh, so it is literally just me. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh. oh, how long are you away for, Nev? Uh, a week, just ah, over a week. Right. So yeah, Wednesday to the following Thursday, yes. basically. Yes. We can always do a Saturday morning show again. No, well let let let's let's see what we can learn. It might be fun. We it might be fun. Okay. Yeah. If right. nothing else, it'll give you something, you two something to laugh about when you listen back and see what car crash I made of it. Anyway, <laughs> there we are. So uh, yeah, so yes, yeah, so date and time check. Then it is the twenty eighth of June, and uh, just coming up to five past seven in the evening here in the UK. And as Matt and Nev both said, the sun is shining here, and it's been incredibly nice this week weather-wise so uh, we've been enjoying ourselves and the, the weekend's supposed to be really good so, that's so good. I hear yes so we've got loads of news stories to get through this week uh, in the show and we've obviously got our military segment um, brought to you uh, uh, courtesy of Armando so that's coming yep. up later on the show as well and uh, yeah, we've got we've got lots to pack in this week, haven't we? Have we? Good, lovely. Keep keep filling, uh, <laughs> and I'll just keep talking while Matt presses buttons. Sorry, so because uh, so I've got one of those stupid Windows PCs, it's just crashed on me, so I'm having to reboot. Uh, um, anyway, the good news is, oh, Richard Adams. Hello, Richard Adams. Richard Adams in the chat room there now. He says, uh, "Eat, get a mic for the cat." Oh, get a microphone for the cat. What? What? Poppy cat? Or, or we could have Mima and Poppy yeah. in here, I suppose. Can, can you show. imagine? Mm. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, imagine? Matt, just on that note of APG, oh, I, okay. I actually listened to this week's APG um, right. whilst I was driving my vehicle, truck vehicle, this, okay. this afternoon. And, Your truckular uh, vehicle. My truckular vehicle. And yes. uh, you know we were okay. talking a, f a few weeks back about that you should get royalties every time okay, that, right, yes, um, yes. that they play the, your <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. little sound bite okay, on the show. Yes, yeah, yes. You, were, you were used and abused again this week. Was I? Yes. Okay. Well, you know, it's, it, that's what it's there for. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was thinking of maybe you know kind of sort of you know a thousand pounds per sound. Uh, I, d I don't think no. <laughs> I, I, I think <laughs> nobody's worth that kind of silly money to be. Funny. Oh dear. Anyway, yeah. Nev, <laughs> Nev, Nev, Nev. How are things in the world of Buckinghamshire? Uh, very good. Yes, I say because I've been off work. In fact, I'm off work for another four weeks or so. Actually, oh, so uh, lucky me. So that means chores around the house oh no um, oh what did i do yesterday i um um i was gonna say shop blasted but i actually cleaned the the patio uh which i have to tell you is very hard work on the back and the backs of the legs yeah. as well but uh, two and a half hours later we have a patio that almost looks like new actually so um oh, that's good Pleased with that, and so is Mrs. Nev too. Uh, so. Well, yes, I, I dare say she'll be delighted. Uh, yeah. But obviously, she's got more jobs lined up for me. Oh, uh, absolutely. During my time off, so uh, <laughs> how that goes? Yeah. <laughs> uh, not much resting going to be taking place then, I think. Uh, no, 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 absolutely. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sounds like fun. 
Right, yeah, fun, but, you, fun, fun. You see, but you're weird, because you, this, is, this is the only man I know that enjoys ironing. Oh, God, yeah. I, I, I'm I, still I, waiting for you to bring around your shirts, I know, I, I, really need to, I really need to take full advantage of this, don't I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the, the offer, the offer, yeah, no, was a, I know. it was a genuine it, no, offer I know, for you I to know. bring your shirts seriously, around. Seriously, boys and girls, what's wrong with you? Uh, and if, actually, uh, if anybody has their ironing they'd like doing, please drop an email <laughs> to <laughs> Matt to add painful. Send me your ironing <laughs> through. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, send me your shirts as an email, I can um, email them back to you. Right. Anyway, should we should we do some vaguely <laughs> aviation related? Oh, uh, we've dragged that one yeah. out long enough. Now. I yeah. think we can move on. So we've got to, obviously we've got some loads of news to get through. So if everyone is ready, we're going to start the show as we do each week with a rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, Matt. Uh, almost yes. And if you're ready, Nev. Yes, I am. Let's go. <laughs> Trying a new configuration here, and and it's not working, frankly. To yeah. <laughs> you can't get the staff, can you? So oh the first news story this week is on the. I'll, I'll find a camera in a minute. Is on. is on a camera? <laughs> well, at least they can see the screen. There we go. I'm there here. we go. <laughs> the first news story is on the one mile at a time dot com story. And if you remember a few months, but well, actually probably not even a year ago, we were talking on the show about this uh, millennial um, airline for uh, youngsters called June. Do you remember Ooh. us talking about that airline no. called June? No, but then I can't remember what I had for breakfast, to be fair. True, so. <laughs> yes, well, that's old age for you. So uh, this oh. one is... <laughs> this story then... Uh, the you are starts, aware we're in the same room, I know, room, I know, right? I know. Yeah. The headlines on this story is an Air France discontinues low-cost airline this week. So the day has finally come uh, that Air France's low-cost carrier experiment comes to an end as the airline dumps the June brand. So June was a low-cost carrier launched by Air France back in December 2017. It operated both short- and long-haul flights. The thing is, there is very little that actually made the airline unique. The real reason Air France launched the airline was because it allowed them to reduce costs. Uh, they were able to hire flight attendants under a cheaper contract. Uh, they cost the airline about 40% less, which is the motivation for a lot of airlines launching these types of airlines. Uh, meanwhile, the pilots were transferred over from Air France, so again, they saved money there, and they really tried to market themselves as something unique, though. So June claimed to be a fashion designer, a rooftop bar, an entertainment channel, a personal assistant, oh, and an airline as well. The flight attendants wore more casual clothes, they had organic snacks or style on board, uh, they had uh, virtual reality headsets in long-haul business class, wow. Uh, and at the beginning of the year, uh, Air France announced they'd discontinued June. This was the idea of Ben Smith, who became the CEO of Air France KLM just under a year ago. Why was June discontinued? Well, Smith wants to position Air France as a premium brand and didn't think the cost savings were worth the confusion it caused for customers as well as the brand dilution. No one is losing their job, though. Air France is taking over all 17 June aircraft, 13 A320s and four Airbus A340s, and all flight attendants and pilots get moved over along with those aircraft. The pilots maintain their pay, while the flight attendants are getting a huge pay rise. That's good. If anything, the, uh, this was a very nice gesture of goodwill on Smith's part towards the unions. One of the big challenges the airline has faced is contract negotiations, and this will uh, goodwill will went 
uh, or go a long way in showing how much he wants to position the airline and how he wants to work with employees. So June is flying into the sunset, but oh, after just over 18 months after it launched, uh, it's nice to see an airline ca uh, countering the trend and actually trying to position themselves as a premium way and throw a bone to employees rather than focus on saving money at the expense of decent wages. And it says here it should take long for any traces of June to be gone since it wasn't there actually much made. Well, they didn't make much of a difference with their aircraft at all. Actually, I can't remember ever seeing any of these on flight radar, to be fair. Um, so the aircraft will be absorbed into the Air France fleet and just given a brand new shiny paint job. So it's safe to say they had their 10 minutes of fame, June. <laughs> um, but obviously, it's good. The good news is, I suppose, on this story is that the fact that none of the uh, the pilots or uh, uh, flight attendants from the airline have lost their jobs; they've all just been yeah. absorbed back into absorbed Air absorbed France. Yeah, again. so that's absorbed good news. That's thing. good news. Yeah. What do you think, Nev? Uh, bit, mm. bit well, there's a history of this, isn't there? Uh, and there was a bit like, um, as Andrew says in the chat room, like IAG's level. Um, and I wonder, we wonder how much long that's got to go. Um, there was uh, Go, which was the, the spin-off from British Airways, which was the low-cost arm of it back in the day, operating mainly out of Stansted. Um, so it's always difficult, isn't it, to have a low-cost model um, of the mainline carrier because you've still got all the big overheads that the mainline carrier has, I guess. So, uh, and you don't actually know how this is going to work until you try it, I suppose. No, and at least uh, I suppose the aircraft as well, they'll be just absorbed, like it says, it says into Air France's fleet. So, yeah. they've, uh, yeah, they've, they've, they've not lost much, I don't think, out of this uh, mm. whole thing. Didn't, didn't BA try something similar with um, like sort of setting up their own little low yeah, cost go. equivalent? Oh, yeah, that go, right. Never yes, just said. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> You're actually listening to the podcast. You're right there, Matt. I think I need to lie down in a darkened room. I think that's, that's what's required. Oh, dear. Uh, anyway, shall I do the next story and get myself give, out of trouble? Give this guy I? a story. Yeah. I'll tell you what, <laughs> just for a change this week, Matt, we'll give you a Ryanair story. There's a shock. Manchester Evening News. Involving is, booze. It, right, okay. Manchester Evening News is the uh, journal that we're retrieving it from and the headline is Ryanair duty-free booze rules this is what passengers are now being told so Ryanair are telling holidaymakers they can't make their duty-free they can't take their duty-free booze to their seats with them this summer as the airline clamps down on anti-social behavior an email had been sent to customers on some flights traveling from Manchester Airport to destinations such as Malaga and Alicante and Ibiza uh, it explains any passengers who buy duty free alcohol will have to place it in their luggage to go in the hold before boarding a flight. The baggage will be tagged at the gate and placed in the hold free of charge for passengers with priority boarding or for those who have a small piece of hand luggage. If it is not uh, an appropriate bag for placing in the hold, such as a plastic bag, passengers will be told to bin their booze. Ryanair said cabin bags will be searched and boarding gates monitored for customers showing antisocial behaviour or attempting to conceal alcohol. The rules were introduced to Ibiza and Alicante flights from Glasgow, Presswick and Manchester Airport in 2017, but the restrictions have since been extended to other destinations. Passengers travelling to Barcelona, Malaga, Palma and Tenerife South will ha also have to abide to the restrictions. Um, so basically the details of the um, email are, are sort of... Uh, 
uh, as follows. In order to prioritise the comfort and safety of all passengers, Ryanair will implement the following restrictions on your upcoming flight to Spain. Customers will not be allowed to carry alcohol on board and all cabin baggage will be searched at the boarding gates. Any alcohol purchased in airport shops or elsewhere must be packed carefully in a, suit in a suitable item of cabin baggage which will be tagged at the gate and then placed in the aircraft hold free of charge. If you have purchased priority boarding or have uh, a small piece of hand luggage, that was my laptop, sorry ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the customers uh, with uh, larger cabin bags uh, who have not purchased priority boarding will be required to pay the appropriate fee. If the bag is unsuitable for placing in the hold, i.e. a plastic bag, then customers will be required to dispose of the alcohol in the bins provided. No doubt picked up by uh, airport um, cleaning staff immediately <laughs> afterwards. Uh, <laughs> uh, boarding gates will be carefully monitored and customers showing any signs of antisocial behaviour or attempting to conceal alcohol will be denied travel without refund or compensation. A spokesman said Ryanair's number one priority is safety of our customers, crew and aircraft and we have taken a number of measures to prevent disruptive behaviour on our flights. Customers are not permitted to consume their own duty-free purchases on board and uh, customers flying from Manchester to Alicante, Barcelona Ibiza, Malaga, Parma and Tenerife South are not permitted to bring duty-free alcohol on board our aircraft. Those who have purchased duty-free... Anyway, you get the idea. We're sort of going over the same ground here. Richard Adams has just said in the chat room, he said that uh, if, if people know this is going to happen, they might just neck it at the gate. <laughs> that, that, that'll end well. Oh, yeah. that, that's I'm not sure that's a good idea. I mean, it's a good idea. I mean, you know, stopping people taking alcohol actually on board the aircraft, yeah. I suppose, is a good idea because it does um, sometimes fall out of the bag into their hands and get consumed. Get consumed, which is not them. a bad... I, I don't know, but then I, I was under the impression that you, weren't, you haven't been able to do this for, like, since... You know, since God was a boy, I didn't realise that was something mm. you could do. No, you were. I mean, you, you can buy bottles of drink on the plane, can't you? So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think this is going <sighs> to... I just get the feeling that this is all going to go horribly wrong, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah, this this is it. And, of course, uh, unfortunately, yet again, it's going to be the the cabin crew um, that are going to get the brunt of all this, isn't it? I yeah. Mean, that's, that's what it's going to boil down to. Yeah, not great. So the next story then, Nev, uh, obviously is uh, obviously a very special story for you. And a bit and of a this, tech story, actually. Well, yeah, this is a product which I was thinking of buying, actually. Um, and uh, it's on the ngadget.com website. Ooh. And it says that uh, checking your bags will soon be easier than ever. British Airways will be the next major airline to roll out uh, roll out RFID luggage tracking for its passengers. Travellers with a view tag can tag their bags before even arriving at the airport. After checking in with BA's mobile apps, you'll be able to sync your flight information to your bag with your smartphone. British Airways passengers can pre-order their RFID luggage tags directly from the airline, which are available at the introductory price of £63. Uh, the reusable bag tags are equipped with Bluetooth, low energy and an e ink display that shows your flight information. Each tag is rated for over 3,000 screen changes and doesn't need to be recharged. At present, the tags can only be used on direct flights. Uh, the move by British Airways reflects a greater trend of the airline industry embracing uh, radio frequency identification technology. 
Delta rolled out RFID luggage tags back back in 2016, allowing passengers to view their bags location on the Fly Delta mobile app. Last summer, the International Air Transport Association, IATA, voted to deploy RFID globally by 2020. At that point, all bags will be tracked with the RFID baggage tags from the moment they're checked. This will allow passengers and airline employees to view their bags location at all times. Losing your luggage is every traveller's worst nightmare, but airlines have got better at prevention. Uh, and over the past decade, airlines have seen a 70% drop in uh, lost luggage. Um, still, tracking down lost or mishandled baggage uh, costs the airline industry a significant chunk of change, an estimated $2 billion back in 2016. So deploying RFID tracking will likely save airlines some money, uh, not to mention uh, headaches for some travellers. So, Nev, for, uh, the, for, the, for the benefit of those who who are not 100% clued up, what is this whole RFID Well, RFID technology is the same thing that you have on the tube when you go on the London Underground and in some cities around the world. So you get your Oyster card and you um, use your Oyster card to check in and check out and it just charges you the, uh, the, the single fare fee or the cheapest fare fee. So this is a method of tracking your luggage around the airport to see where it is. Um, and I, I'm not that interested in it actually. Really? <laughs> uh, it, it, if it, that bit of paper for me... Uh, yeah. works really well and if the luggage doesn't turn up well pfft, you know it'll come on the next flight or the following day yeah. or, or whatever um so uh, this is uh, for me i when i first saw it i thought well i've got to have one of these uh but then having read a bit more about it i'm going well what does it really achieve i, I can i mean al's got one of these on his um luggage because i've seen that some of the pictures of him showing me his luggage going around the airport, which yeah. is which might be fascinating for some, uh, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I just want to get it off at the other end. Really. Well, I, I mean, presumably, I mean, it's still no guarantee that it's not mm. going to get lost in transit somewhere or accidentally end up on the wrong plane. I, I mean, that, think that's the, the, exactly that, yes. Yeah. Um, it's still going to take the same journey, and it still can get you can get mishandled yeah. or it's been stuck on the wrong flight. Yeah. And you can see that it's on the wrong flight. Yeah, it's great. On your mobile phone, but you can't. <laughs> yeah. Do anything about it. yeah, you can check an app and see that it's actually divert you know, aircraft. You, you, divert you, aircraft. You've, you've gone yeah. to Ibiza, and it's actually now in Alicante. You know, that <laughs> yeah, sort of exactly. Thing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So I don't know. So what is the tech involved in these, Nev? I mean, it's obviously the same as like your, your contactless card that you make payments with, isn't it? It's that similar sort of RF. Yeah, technology. and also when you go on these. Uh, you know, uh, fairground rides or Disney rides, that kind of stuff, or um, uh, entertainment things. You you have a smart card and you, and you go around um, looking hmm. at various things. So yeah, it's, it's the same technology. Um, but for me, I just don't think I don't know how interesting is it for people to to see their luggage being lost and then going into a panic. Um, I don't know. I I I, I would just sooner either collect it from the carousel at the end or if it doesn't come off the carousel at the end go and have a word with the folks on the desk because you're gonna have to do that anyway aren't you you can't actually well this it. is true yes <laughs> this is true yeah oh dear excellent yeah. so the uh the next story is on the cnbc.com website and um so this is actually some p good pictures on this story. Oh, was that was that, and, was that uh, as subtle as a slipcam hint? Yes. Right, okay, right. Uh, the headline on this story. I'll I bring them up then. I saw I? this actually. <laughs> this, this amused me earlier this week. Boeing 
Uh, obviously, they're having issues with the Macs, blah, blah, blah. So oh, Boeing, Boeing has so oh, many... brand new and shocking information. I know, <laughs> but this, this is especially annoying for Boeing employees because Boeing, according to this, the headline, Boeing has so many grounded 737 MAX planes, they're taking over the employee parking uh, car park. What? <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. right. so everyone has had a parking spot taken from them. Normally, it's not by a £90,000 jet. That's the problem Boeing employees at the company's rent and wash facility are facing. So the factory are dealing with uh, as the aircraft are manufacturers trying to figure out where to put all of these uh, aircraft, these Max uh, 737 Max aircraft. Aerial footage from Seattle King 5 News uh, showed dozens of aircraft cozying up next door to Toyota Priuses, SUVs and an employee parking lot as Boeing works to get them back in the air. Some of the aircraft are factory fresh, not able to be delivered to their destination since the FAA grounded the Max in mid-March following the two crashes. While the company works to get the planes recertified by the FAA, the parked aircraft have found a fan base on Twitter and Instagram where photos showcasing the massive scale of aircraft and the grounding. Uh, it says here that uh, we are using resources across the Boeing Enterprises during the pause in 737 MAX deliveries, including uh, our facilities in Puget Sound, Boeing San Antonio and Moses Lake, said Paul Bergman, a Boeing spokesperson. There's still no clear date for when the 737 MAX will return to the skies. Many carriers have removed them from their flight schedules through September and into October as well. I have to say that picture, it did amuse me slightly, where there's yeah. half, half the car park is with cars, yeah. the and other the half has got six just, 737 yes. MAXs sitting there <laughs> I in know, the car park. It's crazy, isn't it, really? I hope they've got uh, a ticket for those. I should yeah. hope so, yeah. The barrier at the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if you could get it through the barrier at the other end. You know, you, you know. When you look at the, the, the overhead picture on this um, Instagram picture, right, if you look at the picture, how the hell do they get those in there? Because there's a building to the left, <laughs> there's a building down at the bottom of the picture and I mean it looks like a wall there I mean did the, you know did they did they get in the Enterprise D to, to come in <laughs> and transport them over or yeah, you know? it's, I, I see what you mean it's, it's as I say it, it is it is a uh, it is a bizarre picture as you say and it's just like uh, mind you in fairness though I mean the car park isn't very full of the spaces that are left no uh, for the cars true. so uh, you know mm. I can see why they don't require you know they could afford to put a few maxes in storage on said car park mind yeah. you I noticed the picture on there is one of the two E's ones that they've um, they've got on order is sitting there which is obviously going to come across to uh, right to this this park okay of the woods, good so, trust yeah. you to spot that honestly I, uh, I could think of worse <laughs> things to be parked next to anyway right yes okay so and Matt, on that bombshell next story uh, uh, simpleflying.com yes. is the website and the headline is the Airbus A380 is the world's biggest commercial passenger aircraft seating on average 555 passengers in three different classes and up to 800 in a horrible all economy <laughs> configuration but Airbus was not satisfied with this capacity and drew up plans for an A380 stretch capable of carrying over 1,000 wow. passengers. That's a frightening number, isn't it? So uh, what uh, was the Airbus A380 stretch? After the A380 was released uh, to the market in 2000, Airbus proposed an A380-200 stretch that would bump the seats from 555 to 656 in A3 class layout. But then in 2007, Airbus proposed a further extension of the A380-800 
dash dubbed the dash 900 that would include 650 seats in a three-class format and up to 900 in an wow. all-economy configuration. Several airlines jumped to express interest, including Emirates, Virgin Atlantic. See, now, Emirates surprises me because, you know, I always sort of felt that, you know, their premium products were one of their biggest selling points. But anyway, um, so Emirates would go on, uh, would go on, uh, on to operate the largest A380 fleet in the world uh, Virgin Atlantic, Cathay Pacific Air France, KLM, Lufthansa uh, Kingfisher Airlines and several air leasing companies. Airbus unfortunately had to park these proposed orders until they could deliver on the original A380-800 variant. With the launch of the NEO program for the A320, Airbus returned to plans of the Airbus A380 stretch. They proposed that once they had developed an A380-NEO and improved the fuel efficiency of the aircraft, they would also offer the A380-900. Rumours have it that Airbus was also considering an A380-1000 stretch that would have had 200 more seats than the A380-800, pushing just over 1,000 passengers. It is likely that an airline would have gone um, for this goal, even just for the prestigious awards of having the highest capacity aircraft in the world. But as fate would have it, the A380 was slowly wound down and retired, so the plans for a massive A380 would never come to fruition. So why was it never built? Simply the lack of demand for the type was the primary reason why Airbus never offered the A380-900. They could not sustain the A380 program, let alone a bigger version. Uh, now, I'm, you get the gist of this story, um, but um, yeah, I must admit, I, I, when, you, when you sort of think, I mean... I mean, I can think of a couple of routes that Emirates operate, you know, where they're having to do multiple flights a day just because of the sheer capacity or the sheer amount of people who are trying to go from one place to another. So, I, I mean, I'm really surprised that there isn't a market. As you said, like it says in this story here, you know, the prestige, or admittedly in, in muggle class, uh, of having a thousand passengers, mm. surely that, that's, you know, a, a sort of an, an exciting I mean, accolade to have. Airbus only ever built this, ver this the one version, the 800. Mm. Of the uh, of the 380, and it would have been interesting to see mm. a stretched or large or yeah. you know larger version. No, I mean, I mean, obviously, Nev, you know, who who likes, if at all possible, to fly in seat one A. Obviously, I mean, your idea of being crammed in with a thousand other people, I presume, <laughs> is not particularly appealing. <laughs> no, but actually, I wonder if um, if they'd done a shorter version of the A380, a bit like the seven four SP. Yeah. For example, I, I wonder, uh, perhaps with an all-business class configuration or ah. something like that. Um, but of course, the trouble is you don't know really how these are going to work until they are on active routes. I mean, you can do some predictions and what yeah. have you, but until you really put them on routes for <clears throat> six months or maybe a year, yeah. you don't really know the revenue and you don't know uh, what the uh, what the seating is going to be like. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's still a great shame that the aircraft is, you know, effectively being discontinued now. Can you um, imagine that boarding yeah. process, though, for 1,000 mm. passengers? Yeah. Imagine that, 1,000 passengers, you know, 
at I mean, a gate. I mean, at uh, one gate. Yeah, and and you know, I mean, the cabin crew are going to have quite a busy time, I think, aren't they? I mean, also because seriously, it opens another can of worms. Because I mean, we you know, all of us who 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 know people who've either worked with the A three eighty or flown on them, the galleys are not the most liked by cabin crew. They are cramped. Apparently, they're a bit challenging to get. You know, and you've essentially got a thousand meals. You've got to store a thousand meals for a start. I mean, that that just I, I, I don't know. As I say, I mean, it's uh, I suppose it'd be all right if it was a short flight or something. You know, if you were doing, mm. if it was just literally being a massive bus to get you from one part of the country to the other. I suppose it wouldn't be so bad because you wouldn't have to do meal service. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, scary stuff. Mm, absolutely. So the next story, uh, Nev. Yeah, it's on the Irish. <clears throat> excuse me, or on the Irish Times, and it says that uh, Aer Lingus and Ryanair seek would-be pilots for training programs. Um, and Ryanair announces new training partnership whilst rival targets more female pilots. Now, the closing date to apply to train to become a trainee pilot at Aer Lingus is fast approaching. Uh, the airline, which is particularly focused on taking on more female pilots for its training programs, said that the deadline for applications was Monday. July the 8th, not long ago then. And the company's pilot training program, which takes approximately 18 months to complete, is fully funded by Aer Lingus. In related news, Ryanair has announced a new partnership with British company VA Airline Training to train pilots. Would-be pilots undertaking the VA program are trained using Ryanair procedures with an expected 300 individuals um, to be assessed and trained over the next three years. Uh, this new Ryanair VA airline training program will provide a steady pipeline of talented and professional pilots from around Europe to meet the needs of our growing network, said the head crew training captain Senan O'Shea. Uh, Ryanair will hire up to 1,000 pilots per year over the course of the next five years. Uh, pilots look forward to unmatched opportunities flying with the world's number one international airline, he added. And it uh, sounds like th they need them because they, they've got lots of aircraft on order, so we're going to have a pilot shortage again. So they're trying to accelerate the process um, of getting new people into the, uh, the right and the left-hand seat. So and, and I like the uh, words, fully funded. By Air mm. Mm. Haven't heard that for a while, have we? That, that is refreshing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. I, 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 I do worry that uh, you know the 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 problems that we had sort of. Uh, well, they started to build around about this time, didn't they? Last year, and I'm not entirely sure that all of those problems have been resolved yet either. Um, you know, I mean, it's uh, as you say, there is a there is a massive pilot shortage, and this can only be good news, as you say, especially if it's going to be fully funded. That is. A really cool. Because we all know what the most expensive part of becoming a pilot is: becoming a pilot. Well, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's all right when you've once you've done it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you just left with a huge debt hanging around your shoulder. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It take you a long time to claw that back. It does. Yeah. yeah. So the next uh, story is on the Express.co.uk website, and um, once it decides to load on the screen, we'll uh, we'll carry on reading it. Nev, have you got this one up? Because I cannot uh, no, bring it it's up. taking the same time to load on my machine as it is on yours, actually. I don't know why that is. Here we is go. That. We're back. Here we go. Oh, oh good. Right. Okay, well, so this, well one, everyone. this one is on <laughs> express.co.uk. And, uh, um, well, this is actually a BA1 for me for a change. So, uh, But it's a, 
yeah, we didn't want to give this one to Nev because it's a bit, a bit of riffraff. But 18 Britons kicked off British Airways flight after one threatened to blow up the aircraft. Not something you really want to do as a passenger. Oh, goody. So uh, <laughs> British Airways passengers on a flight from Tel Aviv, um, Israel, to London Heathrow were thrown off the aircraft when one of the British group allegedly threatened to blow up the BA plane, leading to a two-hour delay. So the uh, group of 18 passengers, being uh, they were led away by security and banned from reboarding the flight. Uh, a full search was done of the aircraft uh, on board and in the hold, uh, and uh, obviously a two-hour delay um, ensued after this for those remaining on board. The flight was due to take off from Ben Gurion Airport near Tel Aviv, Israel, when the alleged threat was overheard. It's also claimed that another member of the all-male group of passengers made anti-Semitic comments regarding other flyers on the flights. Israel Airport's authority, IAA, told local media that after they sat down on the aircraft, one of the members of the group said he would blow up the plane. The captain informed the airline in London and received the order to remove the group from the aircraft. The IIA also uh, said passengers disembarked the BA aircraft following the incident and security teams swept the aircraft for explosives, but none were found. Uh, the group who had been kicked off the flight were not allowed to reboard, and other passengers uh, who had been on the flight said that they believed the bomb threat was ill-judged humour, according to them. So if somebody did say something about blowing up the aircraft, I think it would have been the people around them. Immediately, it says here, someone said, it uh, wasn't something that should be shouted out, said Richard Andrews, and he told the publication that. Uh, but it's not something uh, that anybody in the right frame of mind would be saying on an aircraft, not in this day and age anyway. So Andrews claimed that the men were clearly, or uh, were in their early to mid-30s, well-dressed, and seemed to be drunk. Ah, there we go. According to Winning. the Times of Israel, the group of men had been visiting Israel for private events. Uh, one of the men reportedly told the English-language Israel news website uh, that none of us told any crew members that we had a bomb and the police have decided to free us without taking any measures. The only thing we care about now is getting home. A BA spokesperson told the Express the safety and security of customers and crew is always our top priority. Now as the Express always does they have one of these little surveys on their um, news pages and uh, this survey has uh, been done uh, with a question that says have you ever had anyone uh, kicked off your flight and uh, so if we click on the answers here it says 20% uh, said yes and 80% uh, said no. So there we go that's uh, interesting there I should say. But not something you really want to say on any flight, well, regardless of yeah. destination or uh, you know. Yeah, agreed. I think we should move on really because there's lots of things. There's lots of things in that story that sort of bother me really. I suppose one mm. of which it's in the Daily Express. But anyway, <laughs> the uh, simple flying back to normality uh, is the website and the headline. This Airbus is scary. Yeah, Airbus forecasts need for seven thousand. <laughs> A220s in the next 20 years. Airbus has made a mammoth prediction that the global market will need over 7,000 Airbus A220 regional aircraft across the next 20 years. Despite only having 72 in operation before the Paris Air Show, Airbus believes uh, that in the future there will be more than 100 times that number of Airbus A220s flying in our skies. Uh, according to Flight Global at the Paris Air Show, Air Lease ordered 50 of the A220s 
this order plus many more at the, sh the air show has taken the 220 uh, from a niche regional aircraft up to a solid addition uh, to any airline's fleet. Now, the, the A220, correct me if I'm wrong, is that the one that, was that the Embraer? No, that, no it was the Bombardier. Bombardier That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Airbus believes that in the next 20 years there will be demand for 7,000 aircraft with a seat range of between 100 and 150 f seats. The A220, with a seat range of 110 to 160, depending on the variant, is perfectly suited to this market and can offer 20% less fuel burn per seat than competing aircraft such as the Boeing uh, Brazil or the Embraer range. An A220 program chief... Um, told Flight Global. Uh, so how is Airbus going to meet this demand? Uh, Airbus plans to meet this demand by having two factory sites, one in uh, Mobile in, in Mobile? Mobile. Mobile in Alabama and another in, uh, Ma in, in another one in Montreal, uh, capable of producing four and uh, ten AT20. Four and ten, how does that work? Four and ten to A220s a month, respectively. Oh, I see. Right. Uh, this will mean that they can provide 168 aircraft per year and over the next 20 years reach around about 4,000 deliveries. Is there enough demand with our current backlog uh, for two facilities? I think the answer is clearly yes, said, um, uh, said Airbus America's chief executive, Jeffrey Nittle. Uh, to Flight Global. Readers will notice that both the, these production facilities are located in North America uh, where Airbus believes there is the most demand for the aircraft type. And they're not wrong. Uh, with 60 orders from JetBlue, 60 from airline startup Moxie and Delta well on the way with their massive A220 fleet expansion, North America will keep Airbus busy for some time to come. So where is the rest of the demand? The A220 is such a useful aircraft that there are plenty of other regions in the world which might see it fill the skies. China is a huge, ov uh, is a huge obvious marketplace with plans to build over 200 new airports in the next 20 years. China will be looking for an aircraft that is capable of transporting their population around these regional centers in a point-to-point -point capacity. However, they are working on an A220 competitor of their own too. India is likewise a huge market where the fuel efficiency of the A220 will come into play. With news that some flights are being sold for as little as two cents, airlines will be looking for out-of-the-box ways to stay competitive. Australia, or rather Qantas, will be looking to replace their regional aircraft fleet that is pushing 25 years. They recently fell in love with the A321 XLR at the uh, Paris Air Show and there is no reason why they wouldn't also buy its little brother the A220 for the dusty outback regional centres. Hawaii is a marketplace well suited for the A220 with Hawaiian Airlines looking to replace their Boeing 717s mm. although the, comp the competition with Embraer is fierce for this market. So um, yeah, it's uh, there's certainly a lot of interest for the A220. Do we? What what were the? There's a lot of love for it. The reviews that I've read online yeah. for this aircraft say the passengers absolutely love this aircraft yeah. to fly on. So yeah, I was trying to uh, I was trying to have a look to see. Um, so that, I can say I, I, nothing mentioned the amount of aircraft that were ordered at the Paris um, Air Show. It's uh, yeah, because cause that's you. I mean, sort of obviously off the back of the air show and like Farmer and things mm. like that. That's how you sort of find out um, 
you know how much interest there is but i mean if there, if, there, if there is talk of this then i i guess they must be confident that the the orders are uh are, are, are sort of running in i mean what what do you reckon nev Mm, I love this aircraft. Um, uh, myself and Captain Al were allowed on one at the Farnborough Airshow. Oh, yes, Air of course Show. you were. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we did an interview with uh, one of their uh, Airbus's PR uh, chaps there. And uh, the first thing that struck me was how spacious the aircraft was, especially in the overhead bins, the, the luggage area. They were absolutely enormous. So uh, I think this is going to be an absolute winner for Airbus. And um, because it's so flexible on uh, the short haul and even on the medium haul routes, by the sounds of things, in terms of the range, um, I think it's going to be a, a, a real, real money spinner for them. Yeah, do you think this will become as popular as the uh, 320 did for Airbus, Nev? Oh, I think so, yeah. Mm. Yeah, high technology, uh, short haul, medium haul aircraft. Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, mm. I think also because it can get into airports that aren't, you know, ideal. Um, so I think it'll, uh, it'll do very well in all sorts of uh, uh, regions around the world. Yeah. So moving on to uh, the next story, uh, Nev. The end of an era. Yes, it's on airlinesrating.com and it's the MD-80 and American <gasps> Airlines uh, are announcing the last MD-80 revenue flight. Um, yeah. And this is going to be, uh, when is it going to be? Uh, on September the 4th, they'll have retired their last 26 MD-80s uh, from revenue service. The aircraft are being replaced by more efficient modern planes, such as the Boeing 737. Uh, the MD-80, also known as the Super-80, was the workhorse of the airline's fleet throughout the 1980s and beyond, providing customers and team members with heartfelt memories on, on adventures ranging from family vacations to key business trips. American It's a bittersweet but well-earned retirement as American celebrates the aircraft's history whilst modernizing its fleet. Uh, the plane will be ferried to Roswell, New Mexico, after they operate their last revenue flights on September the 3rd and 4th. The final flight, appropriately named AA-80, will be from Dallas-Fort Worth to Chicago. The MD-80 was designed as a stretch variant of the DC-9, developed by Douglas Aircraft in the 1960s, as an adjunct to the DC-8, and first flew on October the 18th, 1979, as the DC-9 Super 80. It was certified by the FAA in August 1980 and entered airline service three months later with Swissair. Initially powered by two rear-mounted 18,500-pound thrust Pratt & Whitney JT-8D209 engines, the airliner introduced many advances in technology and 1,191 were delivered between 1980 and 1999. It carried up to 155 passengers in a 2-3 configuration, which meant half the number of middle seats compared to a later jet in a 3-3 layout. American were the first U.S. carrier to order the MD-80 and leased 20 142-seat aircraft from McDonnell Douglas in October 1982, uh, which replaced the 737-100. It would commit to 67 firm orders in 1984, and by 2002, its fleet peaked at more than 360 aircraft. There were several variants using more powerful engines and extending the range of the aircraft, culminating in the MD-88, which was launched in 1986. 
the aircraft's appeal was reflecting a long list of global customers that included Alaska Airlines, Allegiant Air, Austrian Airlines, China Eastern, Aeromexico, Korean Air and Transworld Airlines. And an airline that I flew a lot with uh, back in the day was Scandinavian Airlines. Uh, the final DC-9 derivative, the MD-95, was renamed the Boeing 717 after Boeing and McDonnell Douglas merged. But um, yeah, up to classic aircraft and one that uh, Captain Jeff still flies to this day. Uh, but I've got to say, having been on many of these aircraft with Scandinavian, they are real workhorses. But don't sit near the back. It's far too noisy. You need to be at least <laughs> halfway down the plane, yeah, really. Right. And if you're at the front, okay. if you can afford to sit there, it is the quietest aircraft going. But uh, they've all they've all had excellent reliability records, and um, you know they've they've been going a very long time now. Me and you were three years old, Matt, when these first flew. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit of quick. Quick uh, background yeah, on, on look, these. Ne ne look, <laughs> I know. Ne Never's only been back one week. He's already talking about not being here next week. Come on, be nice. <laughs> Nev, Nev, just just a quick just a quick bit of a bit of a wacky info for you. Did you know? Did you know that they actually done a freighter conversion of these? Uh, no, I didn't actually. No. Yeah, they uh, actually had uh, the first MD eighty SF. Uh, was delivered to Everts Air Cargo in February 2013, and that was a fully cargo-converted MD-80. So, uh, yeah, they, oh, they've done a cargo gosh. conversion. So I didn't know that. So that's um, oh. quite interesting. Yeah. So the next story, and uh, this one is on the TravelPulse.com website. And uh, this one's a Delta story. The headline, Delta is the first airline to use Apple Message app to help passengers <laughs> on the go. Oh no! Happy days. Oh, that'll be doing a, an update halfway yeah. through. So Delta <laughs> is making another. All right, Windows boy, careful. <laughs> Delta <laughs> is making another industry-leading move to connect with customers in their channel of choice by becoming the first airline to use the Messages app via Apple Business Chat. Right. The option to message from an iOS device allows customers to connect with a live Delta representative to receive in-the-moment assistance or with a Delta virtual assistant uh, to get quick answers to frequently asked questions. The new mobile assist tool is being rolled out in, the fa in phases uh, to some customers this summer to test preferences and demand and is slated to be integrated into the Fly Delta app for customers this fall. It will bring even more convenient communications access to customers on the go, building on the Delta.com need help messaging interface that launched early this year to a rave review. Uh, this is about connecting with our customers uh, where they are. And many of us, uh, many of them, have told us that they'd rather message with us than engage on other channels like on the phone, email, or social media," said Tori Forbes, Roberts' vice president, reservation sales and customer care. Messaging is fast, easy, and empowers our customers to connect with us on their terms. Messages will even be saved and remain available, so customers have a lifeline to Delta when they need it most. 
Forbes Roberts added that messaging is expected to reduce wait times in all channels thanks in part to virtual assistant capable of identifying answers to simple common questions easily found on Delta.com before a live reservation specialist is engaged. Even so, a customer can, sp all, uh, can ask to speak with a live representative at any time to address questions, comments and challenges while making the call on when to start, stop and continue conversations on a timeline that best suits their needs. Rhonda Crawford, Delta's Vice President of Distribution and Digital Channels, said that enabling messages in the airline's digital tools is a natural next step in Delta.com and the Fly Delta app being as innovative and helpful as possible. Easy for you to say. With a pint. Uh, he, she, uh, she says that we don't want Delta customers to feel in full control of their experience with Delta, but we know that we just a click or a tap away if they need us, she said. We've seen incredible message engagement from our Delta.com platform and in integrating the messages functionality into the Fly Delta app is an important part of our ongoing work to position our mobile platform as the consummate travel companion. So come on, Matt, what is this uh, this Apple message business thingy app thing? Well, um, it's... Uh, the best way to describe it probably a is... A posh SMS. Is basically... No, 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 oh. no. The best way to describe it is uh, a reliable version of WhatsApp. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think that's fair, Nev, would you say? Yeah, I think so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, less likely to fall over, less likely to be down because it's not owned by Facebook, essentially. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but but to be fair, I mean there are there are WhatsApp groups where you can do something similar. So you've got lots of chat. I know like the Facebook Messenger that has similar functionality in it, where you can like you can order a pizza, for example, from Domino's by just writing chat um, chat messages and and things like get that. Get me right? a pizza. Yeah, basically get me a pizza because it's already oh, okay. got your card details and everything all stored in. So I mean it's you know it's. Uh, it's uh, probably the way for. I mean, we've all used online chats, I'm sure, when we've had a technical fault. Um, and sometimes yeah. that's much faster and more reliable than trying to actually speak to a human. Um, sometimes speaking to humans is not the answer. <laughs> well, you speak to Alfie. Uh, he's not a human. Okay. That's uh, he's he's of the canine variety. I'm, I'm very confused. What what what's happening? Nothing. <laughs> anyway, moving on to the next story, Matt, which um, is oh, actually uh, yes. actually this is the reason I picked this story is because I was watching an air crash investigation regarding this airline this week. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. A I N online uh, is the uh, is the uh, the publication, and the headline is Tarum reviews turboprop fleet with nine uh, renew, renews renews. Sorry, sorry Tarum renews turboprop fleet with nine ATR seventy two dash six hundreds. So Tarum will lease nine new ATR seventy two dash six hundreds from Copenhagen based Nordic Aviation Capital to gradually replace its existing fleet of seven ATR forty two dash Five hundreds and two ATR seventy-two dash five hundreds. The companies announced Wednesday uh, deliveries are scheduled to begin in October, with four examples set to arrive this year, and the remaining five in twenty twenty. The airline selected ATR 
after a comprehensive review of its competing aircraft, uh, according to uh, somebody whose name I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce. Uh, anyway, they they were appointed CEO of state-owned Tarim earlier this month. The ATR 72-600, uh, she said, demonstrated they are the best aircraft to meet our ambitious targets regarding efficiency, modern technology, and environmental responsibility. With this aircraft, we will be able to develop new routes and increase frequencies and seat availability whilst introducing the higher levels of comfort and the latest technology in our domestic network. According to ATR, the new turboprops will offer the Romanian flag carrier an additional three th 330,000 seats every year at the same operating cost as its previous seat level. Tarim's Dash 600s will feature 72 seats compared to 48 seats on its ATR 42-500s and 68 on the ATR 72-500s. The company's ATR 42s, which are owned have an average age of close to 21 years. ATR CEO Stefano Bortoli uh, described Tarim as one of Europe's most experienced ATR operators. We are proud to see this long-time customer renew its partnership with the ATR 72-600, the regional aircraft with the best environmental credentials. Tarim is a new customer for NAC. Uh, the lesser last week uh, at the uh, Paris Air Show signed a letter of intent with ATR for 35 firm ATR-600s with options for a further 35 and purchase rights for another 35. It's safe to say, Nev, this uh, aircraft is uh, is quite popular uh, with the uh, regional airlines. It is, and it's uh, very inexpensive to run, I believe, as well. So, uh, yeah, good reliability and, uh, yeah, works well. So, yeah, another, another good workhorse, as they say. Yeah, I, I, and the turboprops and stuff, they've got a bit of a reputation because the turboprops are, are basically, I suppose the best way to, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it's essentially like a jet engine but with a, with a prop on the front of it, isn't it? Yes, Something more or less. like that. Yeah. A, yeah, more powerful than your standard... Than your standard prop, but more, more they're, they're, they're turbo prop aircraft. So uh, yeah, the, and the, um, the the good thing about them that they have got normally got very good short field uh, takeoff performance as well. Right. So, okay. Uh, so you can uh, use them on smaller more, runways, essentially. Yeah. 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 And uh, but still, still good, uh, good capacity as, as well, and uh, quite a reasonable range. So yeah, very usable aircraft. So uh, sounds sounds great. Sounds healthy. Yeah. So the next news story is on. Where are we? It's uh, actually. This is. Uh, this would be a Nev story. Yeah, Nev. Yeah. This one. This yeah. one actually, Nev. This one was sent in to us by Ray Davis. So mm. thank you, Ray. And thank you, Ray, for doing that because it's a great story. Actually, it's on the abc.net.au, and uh, it says that a special flight permit will be granted to allow Hollywood star John Travolta's Qantas 707 to fly to Wollongong uh, in November, where it will be donated to an aviation museum. Oh. Uh, after more than two years of planning and preparation, Travolta's luxury Boeing 707 aircraft appears cleared for touchdown at its new home. Civil aviation authorities are set to grant a special permit to the Historical Aircraft Restoration Society to allow the plane to be flown, flown from the United States to its new home at Albion Park, south of Wollongong. Um, the Hollywood star has even blocked out a month of his schedule, will allow him to travel on the plane and be part of it 
handover. Uh, if the special permit opens up a, a huge opportunity, uh, sorry, the special permit opens up a huge opportunity of doing it sooner rather than later. So we've taken that option and we've planned for a November arrival. Uh, Haas President uh, Bob Bellahunty said. John Travolta has made available the month of November to give us some flexibility. He is very passionate about the aeroplane and he realised he didn't have the engineering resources to deal with it uh, over the future. So in giving it to us, he could see we could take a lot of care with it. Uh, Mr. Delahunty and uh, Travolta have been developing a friendship over the years. After the Illawarra pilot took the Hollywood star for a flight on a 1955 super constellation along the New South Wales coast in 2009. He said that Haas have officially owned the aircraft for the past 18 months and Travolta has continued his enthusiasm to be involved in it handover. The main objective is to get it here, and we still need some funding to do that, but nowhere near what we previously anticipated, Mr. said. He said the museum needs to raise another $300,000, much less than the $3 million price tag originally thought. The museum has been consistently gathering money from public and private donors. Uh, the Boeing 707 was previously owned by Qantas, the company Travolta is an ambassador for. Many of Haar's retired pilots and flight engineers have not only worked on the uh, Qantas 707s, but Travolta's plane specifically. He didn't want to give it up uh, when he donated it to us, but we have over 700 volunteers and about 200 of them were with Qantas, Mr. Deli Humpy said. Uh, we've got all those engineers that worked on this very aeroplane, so they're very familiar with it. He said that the actor had already said he would like to fly the Super Constellation with him again when he visits the Illawarra. And uh, part of the 707 handover involves registering it as an Australian aircraft, which means Travolta will not be allowed in the cockpit as originally hoped. Instead, it will be piloted by an experienced crew from Haas with Travolta on board alongside a hand-picked group of volunteers who have worked on the project. And uh, uh, when uh, Travolta's plane arrives in Wollongong, it will become a major tourist attraction for the region. The 707 was designed to carry 140 passengers, but it's been refitted into a luxury aircraft for 25 people, complete with bedroom and an ensuite, a full kitchen, dining and lounge areas. Uh, we'll have it on showcase and people can go through it and see the luxury appointments inside it and see how the rich and famous travel around the world, Mr. Dullihunty said. Uh, the museum is already home to a Qantas 747, which drew an enormous crowd when it touched down in March 2015. Well, that's something really good to look forward to later this year. And it's great that uh, the aircraft's coming home, effectively. Uh, it should be uh, absolutely brilliant. Shame that... Uh, John himself won't be flying it. That yeah, is, I uh, thought that actually. It's a bit yeah. of a shame. But then I suppose if you yeah. if you're not you know if you're not quali qualified, then you're not qualified at the end of the day, aren't you? I mean, it's just uh... well, he's quite he's qualified. To no, fly, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so why can't he fly in then? Because uh, I think it's going to be on, as an Australian registered aircraft, so he's not yeah. allowed to fly it. Oh, I see. Yeah, right. he's, okay. he's, even, he's even though it's currently it. a US registered aircraft, yes. he can't. Yeah. Right? Okay. Can't yeah. they change it when it arrives? <laughs> <laughs> I thought they would have done something so yeah, after, yeah. he could fly it because he, yeah. he's a bit of a well, legend. I mean, he's, he's basically donating the plane essentially, isn't he? Mm. I mean, it's mm. uh, you know, I, I I think it would have been lovely for him to. Oh, I'm sure he'll have a lovely time in flight. Don't yes. get me wrong. 1964. Yeah. This was manufactured. This aircraft. Okay. That he's got. Now I was three years old then. If we're talking about age, so. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Let's let's move on. Uh, <laughs> but it is a nice, it is a lovely story. Though I'm glad it's, that you know it's it's nice that a, a jet like this has been donated to um, to a museum mm. that that can be enjoyed by yeah by many people. So that's good. Absolutely. So a bit of a feel good story to finish on the commercial news this week, and this one's on the Asia One dot com website. The headline and uh, it says new airline pilot surprises his parents by flying them for the first time. Aww. So a young pilot gave an extra sweet ending to his parents' vacation by taking over their plane uh, back to Singapore. Uh, Ra uh, Raphael Leon, uh, a first-year pilot with Jetstar, was the pilot on the flight from Ho Chi Minh City to Singapore. 36-year-old shared that his parents had never had the chance to watch him at work, so he decided to spring the surprise on them for their flight home. Just as the plane left the gate for takeoff, the pilot took to the microphone to announce he was flying the aircraft home. Passengers applauded Leong when he really, uh, revealed uh, that it was the first time uh, flying a plane with his parents on board and said he was very proud uh, of the uh, proud, proud moment for him. Speaking with Jetstar, the former Republic of Singapore Air Force pilot mentioned that he had to switch shifts with an original, well, with the original pilot of the flight for this extra special surprise. Unfortunately, only his dad, Dennis, witnessed the moment as Leong's mum happened to be in the restroom <laughs> oh, uh, when no. the actual reveal <laughs> oh, happened. No. Oh. Nonetheless, Rosalind could still recognise her son's voice upon hearing the announcement and was touched by the surprise. Recalling how she used to tell her son to reach for the skies, she shared how she felt very proud of her son for planning this very special moment. Oh, ah. Isn't that lovely? To be able yeah. to, you know, be your parents and stuff. Yeah, I absolutely. mean, nine times out of ten, it's your parents who've paid for the whole of your oh, absolutely. training. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, actually, actually, a similar sort of feel-good story. There was one that I saw on the BBC News uh, earlier in the week, actually. Um, that I don't know if this will play. I'll give it a go. Um, and it was a surprising, surprising the grandparents um, as they got on board. I don't know if this will work. Oh yes, I did. I remember seeing this one now. Oh, isn't that nice? Yes, yeah, so it's basically the 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 lady pilot uh, surprised her grandparents uh, by being her, their pilot home. It's another sort of, it's another really nice, uh, another really nice, nice story, story, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> I know. There we go. I feel all warm and fuzzy now. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. That wasn't that nice. I know. Yeah. It's I, although I uh, see I, I I'm into t having done this right, and I I, I think you were on, you were on board. Well, Perhaps one of the times, I, I think it was for my birthday, and we all went for an all-you-can-eat Chinese. Oh yes, yes, um, yes. And the very first time I did it, I hadn't had my coach driving license for very long, and I was <laughs> running a pub at the time. I was running uh, a place called the Duke of York in in Ditchingham, and I decided, you know, the landlord's birthday. I thought we'd all go out for something to eat, so I, you know, as I had easy access to a coach, I sort of thought, well, I'll take them. Uh, it was quite possibly because uh, it was literally the worst weather we'd ever had. It in was November. snowing. It was actually <laughs> snow. <laughs> and I saw. I, I suddenly thought this wasn't a really good idea. This was a really stupid idea because not only have I got all of my nearest and dearest, I've got you know I've got my mum, I've got you know my family and all of my friends who I hold very dear, but I also have my entire pubs. You know, uh, basically the entire pubs like regulars are also on this bus. So if I have a terrible accident right now, not only am I going to wipe out my entire family, but also all of the pubs customers as well. 
I suddenly thought, what am I doing? That's not the brightest thing I've ever done. Yes, but uh, yes. So I, I, I would perhaps feel a little similar to sort of feeling. I suppose you, you know, a pilot is is a pilot, isn't it? They're probably, uh, you know, sort of not don't think about things like that. I suppose, do yeah. they? But uh, I, I'm not sure how comfortable I'd be fly, flying my parents if I if, uh, if I haven't been flying long. Has, has Mama Smith been on the coach when you've been driving? Then? Oh yeah. Oh, times. that's okay. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Oh, so that brings the commercial news segment to a close. Now, we've got nothing um, coming up next, have we, to play out, because uh, Armando, obviously, he's on his honeymoon. Yes, but, uh, yes, and he opted for that rather than, than do, doing the little video segment he was yeah. promising us. Which I can't imagine why that would be more But appealing. we'll let him off, yeah. because we know that the segments are going to be <laughs> awesome. So, yeah. and plus, plus, obviously, Armando's having a fantastic time oh, I dare uh, say, on, yes. his, on his honeymoon. So, uh, yeah, if he's well not, I want, I want reasons and letters to know why, I'll tell you. Yeah. So we will move on then uh, with uh, a spot of military news. Then. Okay, then here we go. So the first military news story this week, and it's on Nev's. Favourite site. With oh, the is that beautiful the with a nice font? Yes. Lovely font. <laughs> Love it. Flight Global, then, the uh, source for this one. Headline, this is great news, and uh, some great pictures with this as well. So the headline, UK's F-35s make operational debut. Woohoo! So the UK gave an operational debut to its Lockheed Martin F-35B Lightning Force in mid-June, with the fifth-generation type having flown missions over Iraq and Syria alongside the Royal Air Force Eurofighter Typhoons. Announcing the milestone, the UK Ministry of Defence said the pair of F-35Bs assigned to the Royal Air Force's 617 Squadron performed their first armed missions on the 16th of June, uh, taking off from the service's Aquatiri base in Cyprus. The two aircraft conducted a patrol over Syria, uh, the MOD says, confirming that they were each equipped with uh, two Raytheon Systems Paveway 6 precision guided bombs and a pair of MBDA ASRAM short-range air-to-air missiles. Several F-35Bs from RAF Marham uh, in Norfolk-based uh, 617 Squadron were deployed to Aquatiri late in May for exercise Lightning Dawn, which is expected to last six weeks. The MOD says that following the type's exceptional performance, during this activity, the decision was taken to conduct the first operational mission alongside the Typhoons. The UK's F-35s have flown a further 12 sorties since then, and the MOD confirmed on the 25th of June, also including uh, flights over Iraq. 17 short takeoff and vertical landing F-35Bs have so far been delivered to the UK uh, against a stated requirement for 138 of the stealthy combat aircraft. Meanwhile, the MOD says the Royal Air Force's 207 Squadron Operational Conversion Unit will be an imminent arrival at its Marham Air Base. So that's great news. Um, seen these at a few of the air shows uh, since uh, they were uh, born into the world as such, and uh, these are awesome to see up close 
and personal. And I'm sure uh, Mr. Warner will be taking 466 billion <laughs> photos of these no. at Riyadh this year. No, he doesn't. He doesn't take photographs, does he? <laughs> Just a couple. Does he? Yeah. Right. Yes. I, there were some absolutely cracking photos to go with that, by the way. But uh, the technology is currently let me down, and I don't okay. care. I bring them up for some reason. So I'll keep. Um, I'll keep. Working Bit of a on technology mayor. Yeah. 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 But Matt will put the links in the show notes to the, uh, to yes, the article yes, anyway, he will do for that, those yes. of you guys. Yeah. So next story, Matt. This one uh, is a bit of a, a Lufthansa-style uh, uh, German story. Yes, yes, it is, he says, frantically pressing multiple buttons. Uh, yes, uh, so intelligent aerospace. I'll change the right camera and everything, shall I? Yeah, uh, uh, Lufthansa. <laughs> you'd have thought after all this time I'd have got the hang of this. Oh, no. uh, anyway, Lufthansa uh, uh, delivers modern uh, observation aircraft to German armed forces as part of Open Skies missions. Uh, so this is all uh, based in Hamburg in Germany. The German armed forces uh, have recently received one of the most modern observation aircraft in the world for missions under the Treaty on Open Skies. In an official ceremony in Hamburg, Lufthansa Technik AG handed over a converted Airbus A319CJ to the uh, German Armed Forces in the presence of Dr. Ursula von der Leyen, uh, who is the Federal Minister of Defence, and Nils An Annen, who's the Minister of State at the Federal Foreign Office. The aircraft is intended to fly missions within the framework of confidence-building measures, but can also be used for medical and conventional passenger transport. The conversion of the former business jet was overseen by the Federal Office of Bundeswehr Equipment, uh, Information Technology and In-Service Support. As the general uh, contractor and systems integrator, Lufthansa Technik uh, played the leading role in the construction and the development of suitable solutions in cooperation with more than a dozen industrial partners based on the requirements of the German Armed Forces. Uh, during a 26-month layover at the Lufthansa base in in uh, Hamburg, the Airbus A319 was first given a complete overhaul and then received more than 150 modifications ranging from the implementation of minor airworthiness directives to fundamental alterations of the aircraft structure. The structural work included replacing a 7 meter long part of the outer skin on the upper side of the fuselage as well as cutting openings out of the lower part of the fuselage and uh, fitting them with glass to enable the use of observation and camera technology on the open skies flights. Despite the installation of a digital infrared sensor and digital optical camera systems for three different flight altitudes, the layover also comprised major modifications in the aircraft's cabin so that the aircraft can be used for its new purpose. The cabin was equipped with four ergonomic operating stations for the operation uh, for the observations team, along with uh, among other things. In the mission area, the aircraft aircraft has a further 16 seats for staff of the overflown state party as well as the staff of partner nations to ensure that all systems can be as, as accessed and inspected at any time and without great effort the engineers have provided maintenance flaps and access doors throughout the cabin and its installations three supplemental type certificates were required for the approval one each for the modification of the structure the camera windows in the fuselage and the modification of the cabin and cockpit the aircraft will be approved by both civil and military aviation authorities before it can be used for observation flights over other state parties it must be accredited by all members states uh, other countries will then also be able to rent the aircraft for their mission flights 
It's um, it's it sounds like quite a quite a mission. It's one of these <laughs> aircraft that I would I would love to, and I'm sure Nev would love to. I'd love to just have a look inside. Mm, I would, yes. Just to see what's uh, going yeah. on in there. Well, I mean, if that if that if the cable management inside that Concorde uh, at, uh, <laughs> at, uh, at Duxford is anywhere to go by, I think uh, Nev and I are going to be very happy. That's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. When you look at these these commercial airliners that are converted into these, mm. you know, all singing dancing. Um, surveillance platforms when yeah. you when you look at how much cabling and like you just said wiring that goes into just a yeah. basic standard commercial airliner mm. and then add everything they've put into this yeah. all the surveillance stuff yeah, everything crazy, else apart, I mean the cable management oh yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean you don't want messy cables do you there's uh, there's uh, <laughs> that's definitely not the way forward and no, Nev, Nev is a big fan of, of decent cable management aren't you I so? mean the cable tie company must have you know Made a, Sold, eh? Made a fortune. Made a fortune out of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Nev, uh, this one is uh, actually this. This is quite a uh, fresh story. That's only just. Um, yeah, this happened. Uh, was it yesterday, yesterday. or day before? Kind yeah. of. Um, it's on the Independent. Uh, co. uk, and it says that um, uh, Air India uh, says that one of its passenger planes has made a precautionary landing at London's Stansted Airport due to a bomb threat. Uh, the flight, oh. which was AI-191, was on its way from Mumbai to New York's Newark Airport when it turned back over Northern Ireland and was diverted to Stansted. Uh, the RAF, sorry, two RF Typhoon fighter jets were scrambled to intercept the civilian aircraft, the MOD confirmed. The uh, aircraft was safely escorted to Stansted Airport, a spokeswoman said. Uh, in a tweet that has since been deleted, uh, Air India said flight alert AI-191, Mumbai to Newark of 27th of the 6th, 19, has made a precautionary landing at London Stanford Airport due to bomb threat. Uh, update in the matter follows. Uh, less than two hours after the diverted plane arrived at Stansted, the Reuters news agency uh, quoted an Air India official as saying that the threat had been a hoax and that the plane was already back up in the air. Uh, but speaking to the Independent, a spokesman for Stansted denied this was the case. Uh, the Boeing 777 was parked on an isolated stand here at Stansted and the police are continuing their investigations, he said. Stansted is the UK's designated airport for aircraft facing active security threats to land. Uh, in the state, the uh, airport uh, said that uh, briefly closed its runway to uh, receive the plane, uh, but it has since reopened and was now fully operational. Uh, we are sorry for any disruption caused by the incident and would like to thank you for your patience, the airport said on Twitter, adding that our first priority is always the safety of our passenger and staff. Uh, Dino Goel, uh, a Twitter user who said he was a passenger on the flight and posted video purporting to show the plane being disembarked in London, said passengers were currently being taken to the airport terminal after being deplaned, frisked and checked by sniffer dogs. No, sniffer dogs could frisk you, but there you go. <laughs> well, they're very versatile. <laughs> no, it's very good. We like that. Uh, he said that he'd seen nothing untoward on the plane and that I don't think the cabin crew even knew that there was a threat. Passengers are cool and calm so far, he said. It's all good. Everyone uh, understands it's a security issue. Uh, social media users and local news outlets report a loud boom being heard across the wide, uh, wide part of East England uh, and the Midlands. 
ITRF. Typhoon aircraft travelled at supersonic speeds. Derbyshire police tweeted, if you hear a loud bang over Derbyshire today, this was a result of the RAF jet passing over that, uh, which caused a sonic boom. Oh, yes. The RAF spokeswoman said the quick uh, reaction alert, the QRA, Typhoon aircraft were launched from RAF Coningsby in Lincolnshire. The Typhoon aircraft were authorised to transit at supersonic speed for operational reasons. Any inconvenience caused to local residents is regretted, she said. Boeing 777 had taken off over three hours late from Mumbai. It's not clear whether that delay was connected with security concern. Uh, but the aircraft was just south of Belfast at the time the decision was taken to divert. Evidently, the situation was not regarded as extremely serious because instead of either landing at Belfast International or Dublin, the plane threw, uh, flew back to Stansted, which is almost an hour's flying time. Uh, because of the diversion and subsequent delay, the crew were unlikely to able to com complete the flight to New York. Uh, passengers were, carried, were transferred onto other flights from Heathrow or possibly carried on a replacement aircraft from India. So there we go. It's all all okay. No problem at all. Um, but, um, yeah, they can't take any chances, can they? Yeah, I think they, no. sent, they sent two of these typhoons. I think they sent... I think it's normally two of these typhoons they send up mm. in yeah. situations like this. Um, but they are fully armed. Someone asked me, actually, um, this week on one of the jobs I'd done, said, do these air these typhoons go up armed? Yes, they do. Yeah, is the short answer. Um, because you know, you, you just don't well, know. Well, there, what's there is. I mean, and that's one of the reasons why I suppose they push them towards sort of you know Stansted because it's a a, a much more rural part. Although it is you know that is London the designated. It is. Well, and that that's why that's why Trump and everyone mm. all come into you know virtually all. Uh, I think it's yeah. Uh, is it only Trump or do all uh, state um, visitors fly oh. into Stansted? I wonder. Is that? As far as I know, I mean, Air Force One definitely flies into Stansted. As for yeah. other state visits, I'm Yeah, but, you know, if, for example, sure. Angela, Angela Merkel decided that she was going to pop in for coffee with the Queen, I mean, does uh, does she fly into Stansted or does she go into, say, London City? I mean, because presumably she would also have, you know, high, high, a heightened state of security required for her arrival. Maybe one of the RAF bases like Bryce Norton or North Holt. Uh, or something like that, possibly. I would think. Yeah. So, I mean, is it, it so? so what, why is it that Trump comes into Stansted then? Because he needs a nice long runway, basically. For oh, his, I see. Because for, for, for his aircraft, right? I see. Yeah, simple as yeah. that. Yeah. And um, they've obviously got the helicopters, marine, whatever they're marine called, one uh, they call and it, they yeah. transport him to wherever he needs to go to after yeah. that. Mm, yeah. I it's don't, yeah. Yeah. Do you know? It's just, it's just something that popped into my head. It never sort of really occurred to me. Like where they, need, they, need to put our feelers out with our European yeah, listeners absolutely. to see where where their state kind of their their yeah. Um, where do they end up here? You know, do they, they come into Heathrow? Well, mm. I, I I dare say we could ask um, uh, our friend at Heathrow. I'm sure he would probably know the answer to that, wouldn't he? Mm. But, yes. Uh, yes. Anyway, sorry. That's, that's just me going on a, on a on a ra one a, a random musing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's that's the end of the military, ladies and gents. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you, uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, yes, that thank was you, good. Armando, we, yes. we miss we miss you, Armando. Come back, yes. come back. I know. I, have you two fallen out, Nev? Is that why? Because we seem to only be able to have one or the other at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's strange. Yes, we, we can't get us both on the show at the same time. No, Extraordinary. No, it's uh, yes. As I say, is there is there some kind of tiff I'm unaware of? I, I, <laughs> I think all is well. All is well. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Well. Oh, and welcome to Rick Bell. Rick Bell oh, is in the chat room. Oh, so hello to you, Rick. It. 
Ah, well, that was fun, wasn't it? So we, this is a bit weird because we've got nothing to play out this week. Yeah. It'll be a bit of a short show this week, won't it? Really? Yeah, it's all right. We're overdue one, to be fair. No, I know, I know. <laughs> um, for, those you, uh, for those of you listening and watching, don't forget uh, us uh, us guys, the, the PTUK uh, hosts, uh, except Armando because obviously he's uh, over in the US, but we will be off to Biggin Hill this year for the uh, Festival of Flights. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, very much. And uh, yeah, and all being well, me and Nev will obviously be off to um, Dubai at the end of this year in November uh, to do some sunbathing. <laughs> yeah. All right. What in Dubai? Are you well, mad? I know. <laughs> be just be like, look, if Nev can barely survive a trip to Duxford, he's got no hope yeah, going I anywhere. <laughs> I, I, and I and I can confirm that uh, that the the sunscreen will be in full effect for Nev when we when we do visit Dubai. Because right, I should hope so. After yeah. the whole. Duxford, yes, um, yes. You know, episode. Yeah, Gemma um, was most worried. She, she was really she was incredibly worried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, Nev. We'll look after yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and uh, Liz uh, says in the chat room that uh, in case you want more aviation podcasting today, uh, APG will be recording live in about an hour and a half. Oh right. Oh, okay. Well, we'd better hurry up and wrap, wrap up, up then. Yeah. Up, then. <laughs> absolutely. There we are. All part of the fun. So uh, well. I suppose that is uh, where we're going to yeah. wrap up the Absolutely. show for yeah. this week. It's yeah. been a quick one this week, but uh, as I said, uh, hopefully next week at some point when we do record, <laughs> yeah. Nev yeah. won't be here. Yeah. I won't oh, be yeah. here. It's all right. It's all right. No, it's all right. Don't worry. I've already got it in hand. I've got I've got uh, uh, three people lined up already. Don't worry. Oh, I didn't see so, Alfie coming. Yeah. No. It's a shush. Yes. It's all right. It's all sorted. Be a rough show <laughs> with Alfie on. Hey. Anyway. Um, what was I going to say? If you would like to get in touch with the show, please Where do so. Where can they do that? Now? Yeah, please do so. So uh, write to the show on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. That's podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Uh, search for us on social media. Our handle is at plaintalkinguk. And uh, what are you poking Rick at? Bell said he'll step in as a co-host. Oh, my goodness me. That's Yay. excellent. Oh, it's going to be very busy. It's going to be very busy. It's probably just, well, you aren't here, Nev. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, you do love a busy show, not... Uh, <laughs> and don't forget, if you uh, we have uh, got a fresh delivery of T-shirts, so if you want to grab yourself Ooh, a PTUK yes. T-shirt, take yourself over to our website, click on the store tab, and uh, you can uh, bag yourself one of our lovely 100% cotton embroidered logo uh, t PTUK T-shirts to wear at an air show near you. Well, that's true. So that's contact the show, send us your feedback. We'd love to hear from you mm. guys and girls. And don't forget as well, the uh, green screen, which Matt and Lee spent six million years painting uh, last weekend. Don't forget, if you want to see your picture behind us here on the live shows, send us your photo in and uh, Matt will stick it on yeah, the wall absolutely. and we'll yeah. give you a yeah. big shout-out. These, out these the ones were very kindly sent to me by uh, Robert Fairburn, who uh, we'll talk to uh, in more Ooh. detail next week. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, absolutely. So, what do you, what uh, what are we all doing next week, guys? Uh, well, Nev Nev's got a list of chores the size of Outer Mongolia, from what I understand. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to the dentist on Monday, so oh, that's oh, never a good start oh, of the week. Really. No, that's the, yeah. yeah um, I suppose it's better to start the week than end it on yes, it. Going though. to my accountant on Tuesday. Oh no! Oh <laughs> god! I haven't got. Um, yes. But on Wednesday, uh, Sue and I are taking a British Airways oh, 777 yes. <gasps> to 
Toronto Pearson Airport. Oh, lovely. The lovely Liz. Oh, could you so please give Auntie Liz the biggest hug. cuddle from me ever, yes, please? I will. Yeah. Of course I will. Yeah. So we are really looking forward to that. And uh, we both need the break, to be honest oh, with I you. I bet so you do, yeah. We well can't done. come soon enough. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> Never mind. Wednesday will be here soon enough. Don't, uh, don't yes. uh, panic. Carlos, what are you up to this week? Uh, this week coming, this week coming, I shall be off to the Birmingham NEC where uh, Wednesday and Thursday this week, which Ooh. is I'm um, really looking forward mm. to because it's a fantastic venue to drive yeah. into with a lorry. Uh, Wednesday, you're you're going to Birmingham. I'm going to London. Oh, yeah, I won't I'm off see to the, you then. I'm off to the oh. big smoke on Wednesday. Nev won't be there, obviously. Cause, well, he will be, but perhaps not at the time I'm there. Uh, we've yeah. we've had a comment from the chat room, Matt. In regards to the green screen, oh, oh. Uh, Jonathan Warner's saying that you need to paint the curtains. I'm not painting the curtains. Next question. Uh, <laughs> and the door, Lane yeah, says. No, I'm the not door. painting the door. I'm not painting the door either. Um, well, no, because the the, the 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 point behind it, this is not really something that we should be <laughs> talking. <about>. This, <laughs> sorry, this has got nothing to do with the podcast whatsoever. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the the idea behind it is because it's just supposed to be a picture wall. So obviously, you know, we've still got the curtains and stuff here. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I'm, I'm. How about we paint? Uh, how about you paint yourself green next week? It'll be a really interesting. Well, show. I'm really surprised, Ooh. considering you're wearing a green T-shirt. Oh. I'm surprised you haven't sort of uh, blended yeah. into the background look. Um, so that's how much better this green paint is. Anyway, there we bit are. Bit of shameless promotion there for the airplane geeks. Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. Because they need all the help they can get. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that is where we are going to bring episode number three hundred and seventy-five. Three hundred and seventy-five. Two. Two hundred and seventy-five. Sorry, two hundred and seventy-five. How long have I been asleep? Oh, God. <laughs> You're starting to rub off on me now. Yeah, two hundred and seventy-five. Yes, okay. Oh dear me. God. What's in Nev, we missed the 300th, I think. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, what happened? <laughs> uh, so anyway, Absolutely. that is where yeah. we bring... How long were you in Toronto for? <laughs> <laughs> that is where we bring episode number 275 of the show to a close. A big thanks to everyone who has joined us in the live YouTube chat room this evening. And thanks to everyone who downloads and listens to the podcast via... Indeed. And uh, what we'll do today is, as he's back, and we've only got him for one week because he's mobbing off on holiday... Um, uh, uh, we'll leave the final word with Nev. Over to you, Nev. Oh, thank you. Well, uh, thanks very much, Dean, for joining us this week. It's been an absolute pleasure. And, uh, yes, I've uh, enjoyed my, my couple of weeks off. I must say, I've been very busy doing bits and pieces. Uh, so look forward to joining... Well, I shan't be here next week, but uh, other people will be. So uh, hope you have a great week, folks, and see you then. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.